Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, my subject tonight is Max Payne. You know, a game that my memories are still actually pretty good with, even though the truth is, the last time I played this game was in, two, was in 2004, when I was 11 years old. You know, I'm actually surprised that when I was 11 years old, that this game, the fact that this game was a gift from my mom, another, another one of those uh, good grade gifts, you know, <laughs> the, the fact that, you know, my dad for, would forbid me from playing all the, ra- the rated M games at the time, which is definitely embarrassing, but I have to admit it because I'm like, so I'm going to be honest with y'all, I mean, I was... 11 years old, and be for rated M for mature, mean it was for anybody that was 17 or older. But I knew a lot of people that had games that were allowed to play the rated M games. I always got that. That was actually kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm not that stupid. I'm not going to let a game make me a violent fiend. Oh, that's ridiculous, because that's actually what my parents kind of feared. But anyway. You know, playing the game Max Payne, the environment... The style, it's like, it's really unique. Max Payne is a third-person shooter game, I believe developed by a company known as Remedy Entertainment, which is actually a, a video game developer that's actually in Finland. So, yeah, I never heard of it until I was actually doing research for, for this, because remember, last time I played this game was all the way back in 2004, so... Being 11 years old, I didn't really pay attention to the. I didn't really pay attention to, to the developers, the publishers, yada yada yada. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to play. So Max Payne, you know, it's not only third person shooter, but uh, you know, the original Max Payne, I, I think as well with the other ones. I, I I only briefly played Max Payne two, but I remember nothing about it. Max Payne three, never really bothered playing it because you know anybody that I asked really did not like it, but. I don't know. I mean, Max Payne 3, at the end of the day, me, because I believe Max Payne 3 came out in 2013, and I was 20 at the time. I was actually getting ready to go to uh, to attend the University of North Texas. Yeah, so 2013 was actually a very, very good year for me, but unfortunately for one of my best friends, Grant, it was the worst year of his life. Well, I was there for him, so I made it slightly better. So anyway... So I would also say that Max Payne is also... The subject of that is also neo-noir. Which is, you know, a, an old-fashioned genre. Like, in, in cinema, basically. Or, or in TV shows. But, you know, if, if, it's almost like the game L.A. Noir. Which, by the way, I really should do an episode on that, on that game, L.A. Noir. But it's basically a neo-noir theme, although it kind of seems like it. But Max Payne, I mean, the, the storyline of the plot... It's just absolutely unique because it's something that you, quite frankly, never would have really would have imagined, at least not for me. So, you know, I, 
I, I don't even know how to how, how to basically put it all together. The, the fact that uh, how, how the game is kind of laid out to be, but the, the way to put it based on the storyline, it's basically the whole storyline starts off with Max Payne, and the, the story kind of takes place in 19... It starts out in 1998. Max Payne is a police detective for the New York City Police Department. He comes home, and he finds out that his wife and his baby infant have been brutally murdered by a couple of drug... Uh, uh, by a couple of drug junkies that were high on some sort of super drug in the video game that's known as, uh, Valkyr. So, and I hope I'm saying, hope I'm saying that correctly, but, uh, or Valkyr, or how, 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 I believe what it says in the game, but I'm just gonna go with Valkyr, based on the little, uh, it's basically like a super narcotic drug, and, you know, in, in, in a video game, it's actually nicknamed V, and it's basically, like, based on some, some sort of mythological figure from the ancient times, I mean, I, I don't know, but, anyway, he finds his wife and infant really killed by three individuals who were heavily high on that drug and the way the game the storyline kind of turns out to be it's it's basically nothing but a super major conspiracy that basically you know, I'm, I'm telling you it's difficult because it goes from the you know it, it, it has involvement of the mafia the United States military, just name a few. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's because you know the fact is. Before doing this episode, I actually spent the entire day, you know, going through the walkthrough, you know, as part of the uh, study of this because you know I don't, you know, I can actually buy it for the PS4 because I found that it is available. But you know, <clears throat> it it was difficult and it still is. But you know, a couple of facts that I managed to uh, actually get together was that you know. Back in 2011, when I was 18 years old, the Max Payne franchise copy had sold, uh, excuse me, had sold over seven and a half million copies, and that's not, and that, that's not just the like original game. I mean, that's the entire Max Payne franchise. So that's Max Payne one, Max Payne two, and the third. And let's not forget, they actually made a film of Max Payne. I believe they did the film in 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. Well, around the time you know, I was finishing I was finishing middle middle school and going to high school. Okay, it's actually two thousand eight. I just I just actually double checked. So I was in high school at the time. Uh, if you remember correctly, the film uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Max Payne, while uh, Mila Kunis plays uh, Mona Sax, and Mona Sax is actually in the first game as well. If you don't forget, if you uh, remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I should say Mona Sax was basically a female contract killer slash assassin. And in the in a video game, she's the sister of a well. Her her sister was the wife of of, of a mafia boss that that's involved in the storyline of, of the original Max Payne. I'll get to the storyline in, in a little bit, but anyway, the, I gotta be honest. The film, as much as as much as you know, even though Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis did you know are, are brilliant actors. It does pain me to say that the Max Payne film was absolutely awful. I mean, I never saw it in theaters because I never got around to it. But I did. But I did rent the film and I watched it at a, at a friend's place. And even though he had never ever played the Max Payne games, you know, he he knew that the Max Payne video game series was extremely popular. So he was definitely uh, he was definitely all for watching the film. But it's just truly sad that at the end, you know, it was just you know a major disappointment and. 
it, it's brutal. So, all right, taking a sip of water. But uh, go back quick. So now I, I just figured out my notes. You know, I, I really, you know, keeping notes in the computer is just such a brutal thing to do because you got to scroll, you got to do all that shit. But the way, if you're gonna put Max Payne One all in a hole, it's basically. A large conspiracy theory that involves organized crime, the United States military, you know, some sort of pharmaceutical company. Because you remember in, in the game, a, pharma, a pharmaceutical business is involved. And it's also some sort of secret society that you learn about. But uh, again, you know, watching the walkthrough and taking some of the notes, it was just... Uh, it, 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 was such a, it was such a challenge to put it mildly. Uh, I think that this underground society is like a like a group of mercenaries or something like that. I mean, but I remember like you learn about the the drug uh, Valkyr was some sort of uh, military research project that was during the Gulf era, during the Gulf War military era. Yeah, and, and keep on. This was from the game, and according to some of the uh, internet sources, it was it was something called the Valhalla Project. And again, it, it was a military experiment from the Gulf War, and it was meant to like improve the stamina, the energy of of a uh, of American troops through some through what was basically labeled as chemical enhancements. So again, this is all in the this is all just, this is all just the the alternate fiction in the video game. It's not it's not for real. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, the game really just, you know, like I said, it, it was basically something that, you, that you've never seen before. I mean, you got the mafia involved, you've got a pharmaceutical company involved, the United States military. I mean, really, now you really think to yourself, well, who else is involved in, in this? I mean, there's got to be more. But, uh, like I said, it's the mystery of the game that's truly astonishing. And when you play it, you really want to get deep into the game because you want to know what the hell is going on and... And in 2004, when I was playing and beating the game, you know, that's what I went through. Because, you know, and I, and I gotta be honest, my mom was actually noticing that I was really getting into the game, and I was telling her all about this. And I'll be honest with you, when I was telling her about it, I thought that she was gonna be in a mode of regret because she bought me the game. But all she basically said about the storyline was like, wow, that's crazy, and... And like that, and, you know, uh... I did have to avoid telling her about the part how Max Payne's, uh, how his wife and daughter, infant daughter, are brutally killed. Uh, I didn't want to tell that part because I didn't want to, because that certainly would have uh, caused a little bit of a little bit of a drama. But you know, but but I'll be honest with you, playing that game, the challenge, I liked it. I you know I appreciate the challenge. I, excuse me, I kind of slurred, I kind of messed up my words. I appreciated being challenged in the game. The storyline was astonishing. But I gotta be honest, you know, being Max Payne, again, a f former New York City police detective that basically becomes a DEA, DEA agent, the fact that he still suffers nightmares, he's, on, he's in a deep depression, his mental well-being is damaged, you know, he's psychological, psych psychologically permanently scarred for life, I mean, he'll, he, he can never recover from what happened to his wife and his baby daughter. I mean, in the beginning of the game, I believe he's you know he's living the happiest life. He's well respected in the New York in, in the New York City Police Department. He's a brilliant cop. You know, he's even you know he's even respected by the by various you know 
politicians of the, of the city of New York, including the mayor, I, I'd imagine. But, you know, all, all of a sudden it comes to that because now we're getting to the beginning of the storyline because I'm trying to go through it as, as best as I can. But, you know, the beginning of the storyline, again, you know, Max, you know, comes home and all, you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, he hears, like, screaming and, like, yelling. And, again, he learns that a, a couple of armed junkies that were high on, on this drug, on this major drug called Valkyr, or Valkyr, I'll just call it Valkyr again, and they get brutally murdered, and, you know, three years later, now that he's a DA agent, you know, Max Payne, you know, even though he, you know, the, the depression, him psychologically being messed up permanently is, has gotten to him, you know, Max Payne has developed an, a, an ability of being even more fearless, not afraid of death, I mean, at this point, he's got nothing to lose, he lost his wife and his, and his kids, so he's like... Sometimes I'm pretty sure Max Payne would wake up, to wake up every morning, look at himself in the mirror, and saying, and saying to himself, "Well, what the hell am I living for? What do I have to lose? I have, I have nothing to lose." So he probably goes to work. He he would probably go to work every day, not really giving a shit whether if, if whether he lives or dies. I mean, he probably be, would hope that he was killed so he could be put out of his misery, so he could be rid of all the pain that he's going through. But bottom line is, you know, Max Payne's life is brutal and. And I gotta be honest, you know, the opening scene when you get to the room where he finds out where his wife and, and wife and child have been killed, especially when you when you get into, into the bedroom of his infant daughter, oh, that that particular scene just I'll, I'll be honest with you, it it made me break break into tears. I mean, it it made, it made that happened to me when I was watching the stream through earlier. I'll be honest with you, I mean, and now I'm and now I'm starting to break into tears again because man, oh, but you know. Even though it's harsh, I mean, what happened with his wife and daughter, based on how the story turns out, how the story develops, it, it, it makes sense. So, as brutal as it is, as heartbreaking as it is, this kind of thing is necessary for the kind of story. So, it, it makes sense. So, after that, three years later again, he's a DEA agent. He he basically goes undercover for a... For a for a mob, uh, for a New York City mafia called the Punchinello family, and they're actually in control of the trafficking of the drug. So he he goes uh, undercover to basically infiltrate the organization, and basically uh, what one of his buddies in the DEA arranges a meeting between Max and his former partner in the in, in the NYPD, a, a detective by the name of Alex Balder. And the meeting's supposed to take place in, in the subway station. So Max, of course, you know, ar arrives at the meeting's point. But then all of a sudden, there's a shootout between a couple of mobsters that are working for the Puccinello underboss, who by the name is uh, Jack Lapino. Yeah, I did actually have to gather the notes to make sure I get the names correctly, so I'll be honest with you. But I, I promise you, I went back and saw the streams. I looked, at, I looked at through multiple Game Informer, all those Max Payne sources, you know, to get like that... I swear to you, none of this is Wikipedia shit because that's not what I do. I'm better than that. But anyway, you know, so you you you, you get caught in that crossfire, and and then all of a sudden your contact Alex Balder arrives, but an unseen assassin murders him, and as a result, Max is framed for that. So, so here's what happens now. Max Payne is set up for the murder, which means the police are on his tail now. 
But not only that, but it gets worse because now the Mafia knows that he's an undercover cop. So now you're a man with nothing to lose. You've got the police on, on your tail. You've got the Mafia on your tail. I mean, who else? You know, what else is going to be next? <laughs> you know, like I said, Max Payne, without a doubt, is partaking in probably the most brutal mission of his life. Never would he have thought. Imagine, never in a million years would he think he was in such a in such a scenario. But again, the fact that he's in a, he, he's living such a brutal life, you know, he, psychologically he's messed up because of what happened. I mean, you, you can't blame him. I mean, you know, ha- having you know being in a happy marriage and he just became a father and it's all taken away from him. You know, sometimes I'm actually I'm actually surprised that the New York City Police Department actually kept him in the department. I'm surprised that Max Payne didn't lose his mind or at least didn't get to the point where. He was getting over, you know, overwhelmed at work, like you know, kind of getting a bit more ruthless in his police work. I mean, maybe he was, you don't know, but you know, the fact. But then he, he gets a job with the uh, drug, uh, with the um, drug enforcement agency. I mean, it's beyond me, bro. But you know, Max Payne is good at his job, and honestly, then at the NYPD or the DEA, they they need a guy like Max because now that he's fearless and man with nothing to lose, he's got he's so he's so fearless. Max Payne is willing willing to take on any challenge, and quite frankly, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> so anyway, so now that Max's cover is blown, uh, Max basically had because basically uh, uh, Jack Lapino kind of started this, and and some and the whole, the whole thing is kind of brutal. But Jack Lapino is basically the next is is on the list next, so Max Payne has to go after him. And eventually, he does find him in a nightclub. But, you know... <clears throat> but then, you know, Max soon learns that there's a war going on between the Russian mafia and, and, and the Italian mafia that he was undercover for. So there's a war between the Punchinello family as well as a Russian mafia. And basically, you know, as a result, you know, Max approaches... A mobster, a, a, a Russian mobster by the name of Vladimir Lem, who who they basically form an alliance because you know again you know, well it's actually not I wouldn't say it's a Russian mafia it's it's a Russian just mobster Vladimir Lem who's at war but I'd imagine if he's at war then the then the Russian family's got to be at war too but anyway, so so Vladimir Lem and, and Max Payne form this alliance, and I believe Lem to, and then Lem helps uh, Max catch up to. Uh, Jack Lapino's right-hand guy, and Max interrogates him and finds out that Lapino is at a nightclub, where Max and then Max heads that nightclub and he assassinates Jack Lapino, and that's where he meets Mona Sachs, who again in the in the film was portrayed by none other than than the beautiful Mila Kunis. So, so she meets with Mona, and that's where Mona tells her that she's the uh, she's the sister-in-law of the. Of the Don of the Punchinello family, and the Don is his name is Angelo uh, Punchinello, and Angelo's wife is Mona's sister, and Mona's sister is dead. But and Mona is out for revenge because uh, Angel Punchinello had you know abused her for so long, and you know like that, and the fact that you know Max is involved in this thing, you know that's the part where Max gets drugged, you know he gets his drink gets laced with the drug Valkyr. Ugh, and this is where one of the most brutal parts in the game you know, starts. You know, Max has a, is basically in this nightmare, and I'll be honest, this this nightmare is is such a pain in the ass because it's hard for me. It was hard for me to deal with. 
But in the nightmare, it's basically, it, it's basically in his, it, it, it basically kind of brings you in a form, you know, in the genre of psychological thrillers and horror. So this is where the psychological and horror part of the action of the game takes place, because now you're you're in you're in basically you're in Max's inner thoughts, and then you kind of see all the mental battles he goes through every day, the pain, the anguish because of the broken memories of what happened again with his wife and his baby daughter. I mean, and, and, and in these nightmares when you're, you're kind of walking on, on a blood trail line, and, and then in the background you you can hear his Max's wife screaming, you can hear his daughter crying, and and I'll be honest, I mean, me playing that game that was just too much for me to handle, but I had to finish it. And watching it through the stream through again, I mean, that was even brutal. I mean, listening to the baby crying and like that, I mean, man, man, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, sometimes I even ask myself, how the hell did I get through this when I was 11 years old? I asked myself, how the hell did I get through it? Uh, you know, I don't know how I did, but bottom line is I did. So, I guess let's leave it at that. But let's keep in mind, there's actually two nightmares. And, you know, one of them was more brutal than the other. But the nightmares, you know, were, were a pain in the ass. But, you know, got through them and like that. So, so after the, after the first nightmare, I don't, uh, you know, according to... Uh, According to the stream, it's going to the stream through I walk. You know, Vladimir Lem kind of re returns, and you know, again, you know, he he's giving Max some advice, and then you know, and I think Vladimir tells him that there's gonna, about a cargo ship that's in the waterfront of in New York City that, that's carrying that, that that's got a shipment of weapons, which basically will will be sold by Puccinello. Uh, it's actually a deal between some of uh, Vladimir Lem's former uh, former hitmen, hit and they they intend to sell to Puccinello. So I think that's part of the war that some of the guys betrayed Vladimir to go strike a deal with Puccinello. So so Max go the, goes there, thwart, you know, thwarts the the exchanges, and he actually secures secures the cargo, and then Max is basically now going to start to take the fight to the Don to Don Angel Puccinello, and basically you know. He goes to to the Don's restaurant, but Max is Max is ambushed. You know, unfortunately, in Max Payne's case, you know, if I remember correctly, Max actually had hoped to set a trap for the Don, but it turns out the Don outsmarted him. So as a result of that, you know, Max gets ambushed and he survives by the skin of his teeth. I mean, <laughs> when you're all that adrenaline of you being fearless and having nothing to lose and you being good at your job, I mean. <laughs> You know, nothing's going to take you down, right? <sighs> so he confronts the Don, but then he learns that the Don is not the is not the big uh, name in this, in this whole problem. Like, he's, not, he's, not even, he's not even, like, in charge of what's going on. He's just basically... Max Payne finds out that the, the, the head of the Mafia is basically following orders from another source. Like, he's not the boss, he's not in charge, it's... It's brutal, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's where that that's where Puccinello gets assassinated by the Secret Society of Sonor, the Secret Society of Mercenaries. So they assassinate Puccinello. They, I think, they wound Max, but they but they leave him. Well, well actually, they they, uh, they actually inject him. They with another Valkyr overdose, and then he of course has another nightmare. And then not long after that, you know, he he uh, he, he regains consciousness, you know, or, or uh kicks off uh, the overdose. I mean, I don't know what he did. He, I guess, counters the overdose and 
and then the next part of the game, he, he goes to a he goes to a, to a location that, that's actually hidden underground. Again, the secret society I was talking about, and that's where he learns that the Valkyr was the result of something called the Valhalla Project, which again was a military experiment through the Gulf War to help improve the stamina of the soldiers. You know, doing that doing that war. So. Yeah, so and and that's where he learns that the that the whole thing is masterminded by a woman named Nicole Horn, and she's the head of a pharmaceutical company called Icer. So it, it was um okay, and it was and was and then that's that's where you learn that I think you know, Max's wife Michelle she actually by accident found out about. What ha about what happened? Uh, uh, well, M Michelle actually found out about the illegal experiments that the company was doing. Nicole Horn ordered the de or ordered her death. So Max Payne's wife and daughter were murdered. Were murdered on the orders of Nicole Horn. Good, good, goodness gracious! I mean, that is cold. All because Michelle accidentally found out. That, ladies and gentlemen, is cold. But you know, again, you know, as cold and as brutal and as how horrific as the story is. For a video game, th this kind of story is what the world needs in video games. As violent as it is, these stories make an impact. They they catch attention. They make gamers say, well, this is a game I want to play. This storyline is good, so... <sighs> so basically, I, I think after that, you know... I, I might have gotten the Secret Society part mixed up. Maybe the mercenary was... The mercenaries were probably just... Uh, some sort of militia that was on the, on the payroll of Nicole Horn, because then you you learn then you meet you meet some sort of group. I think they were called the Inner Circle. And no, I'm, I'm not talking about Chris Jericho's Inner, inner Circle, <laughs> but it basically at that point, you know, you have to find out. That that's where the story really gets even more harder to explain. But but now basically you have to go after Nicole Horn because now that. Because Max Payne has spent several years finding out and hunting down who was responsible for the death of his wife and kid. And now that he knows, he's going to stop at nothing to get revenge on Nicole Horn. So, so uh, from the inner circle, basically Max has a meeting with their leader. And then the, re the leader tells him that Horn was actually once a member. And the inner circle... Offers Max a deal that he can't ex that he cannot refuse, so they they tell Max if you assassinate Nicole Horn, in return, we'll help you deal with the charges against you because remember Max Payne was framed for the murder. So the inner circle, the leader of the inner circle, offers him help in exchange for taking out Nicole Horn. So of course you know Max has to do what Max has to do what he's got to do to clear his name, but then then at the end of the day. More than anything, Max Payne could probably care less if he goes to prison. As long as whoever took the lives of his wife and kid are dead, then Max Payne's probably going to be a happy guy anyway. So, so eventually he, he, does, he tracks her down again. You know, he meets, he meets Mona again, but then, he, but then you learn that Mona was, was ordered by Nicole. Well, was paid by Nicole because remember, Mona is an assassin, a contract killer. She was paid by Nicole to, to kill Max Payne, but she refuses to do it. So, and I remember in the game correctly, she's like shot, but you know, her body ends up vanishing, so it's unclear if she was dead or if she survived. 
I never played the second one, so I don't know. If, I'd imagine Mona is actually in the second one. Uh, I haven't actually done anything, any looking at it uh, on it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure that Mona Sachs is, is in the second game because, you know, I really believe that she survives, so. And I believe that, you know, yeah, and all this actually takes place in the Icer's headquarters. You know, it's that skyscraper, and I remember that at the end of the game, the house that skyscraper, skyscraper is, excuse me. The excitement's baffling me. I can't even speak. So Max Payne tracks her down to the rooftop. She tries to, and then, and then Nicole Horn attempts to escape. You know, in, in the helicopter. You know, but you know, Max Payne causes some sort of sabotage, and he causes the helicopter to crash, and Horn is is, is dead as a result. But, but man, the ending. Now here we are at the ending. I mean, the New York. City Police Department storms the building. Max Payne surrenders, and he's you know obviously arrested. So, and basic and basically you know the guy that the guy that he spoke, uh, the the leader of the inner circle, uh, according to my notes right here, is Alf Alfred Woden, and 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 then look looking at the uh, the final clip, you know he notices that through the crowd. Wooden is sitting there and he smiles at him and he knows that Wooden is going to keep his end of the deal. He's going to help Max deal with these charges. So, yeah, I mean, what a story. You know, I, I think uh, there's many ways to, like, describe Max. I mean, obviously he's a, vigil he's a vigilante, even though he's still technically, you know, he's a DA agent. He's still, you know, a man, you know, who, who, ser who serves, you know, who, who protects and serves, you know, still like that, even though... His uh, mental state is permanently psych his psych psychological mental state is permanently heavily damaged from what happened. But you know he's still uh, you know, still still a guy you can trust, but just a guy you don't want to mess with. So, but man, it, but, but the problem is you know in his vendetta, all the gangsters and criminals that were brutally <laughs> that brutally suffered at the hands of Max Payne. That's why I say you don't want to, one simply does not mess with Mr. Max Payne. So, so one of the last things I want to say is, you know, I, I noticed that these clips in the game were kind of like these comic clips. Like you see Max, it's, it's like a comic book. If you play the game, you know exactly what, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, so I know, like how, how these clips are just in, are basically like, like the comic book style. And I always thought that, found that to be super cool. So, but yeah, Max Payne, the former police, the New York City police detective. A DEA agent that becomes a fugitive who gets involved in solving a conspiracy that involves a pharmaceutical company, a group of mercenaries, an underground secret society known as the Inner Circle, which I had to double check my notes as I was reading this. I have all my notes beside me. I'm just I'm just scrolling up and down because I have everything mixed up and I got to stop that. And then of course, this thing involves with the U.S. military. I mean, it's just so much things you learn. I mean, it, it's overwhelming. But at the end of the day. The fact that it's overwhelming is the challenge that we so that we are so uh, desperate for. So, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's my exper experience with Max Payne. You know, the fact that Max Payne is on the PS4, um, when I can actually start profiting better, I, I might get it. I mean, there's a lot of games that I want, but I know there's there's more important things right, right now in my life than than buying video games because I gotta work on this show and work on my other shows. But you know, as as y'all know, you know, I'm taking I'm doing therapy, and you know from one of my good friends, you know, I always say therapy is the best medicine, talking to friends, spending time with friends, especially when they invite you, 
And, you know, all of them are really, really, you know, getting on me. He says, Alex, you should spend your weekends playing video games. So I'm like, okay, I will. You know, but, of course, I told him, well, if there's an idea for a podcast or if there's something that happens, you know, I, I got to get on that. And they say, okay, fine, but at least take some free time. Don't, sp- don't stay up all night writing notes and pre-searching for your podcast. I'm like, okay, fine. But, yeah, Ma- Max Payne is certainly on the list. But then, you know, after I spoke of how, uh, how brutal those two nightmares were for me and how the... The op- the intro, how the first, you know, the first mission when you when you find, you know, you, when you get in your daughter's room, and you, f- I mean, you, if you remember the game, you, you know how Max Payne reacts and how it shows that scene. It's why would I go through that again? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'll do it or not, but uh, I'm definitely thinking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.